probably will not finish all of one through three tonight, but I will do part this week and I will uh, perhaps come back and do the part two on next week, but we are delighted to be here uh, nonetheless and give the word of the Lord. We will complete as much as possible tonight. Uh, Genesis uh, chapter 12. I want you to go ahead, share this word. I'm going to be over the next few weeks. I started on last week. The Lord allowed me to be able uh, to stand in this place once again after being uh, out a few months, excuse me, a few weeks, uh, about a month. And the Lord allowed me to stand here on last week. And so those of you that did not get uh, last week's teaching, I want you to go back and get it. Uh, we use Luke uh, 17 and 32, the words of Jesus, remember Lot's wife, um, uh, telling the people of God to move forward and do not look back. And so I want you to go forth and uh, uh, if you've not seen that, go back and look at it, share it with your friends because this is an hour of reset, recalibration for the saints of the living God. God's got something that he wants to do in our lives. And I'm telling you, I want to be in alignment with what God is doing. I know everybody's doing their own thing. You got a whole lot of agendas that are in the land, but I want to be in alignment with what God is doing. I'm telling you, when you get uh, uh, sidetracked and you 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 are moving according to human agenda, amen, you'll land somewhere, but it won't be well. But I'm here to tell you, when you follow the will of God, when you get in divine alignment, you are headed for something awesome. I'm going to tell you that again. I said, when you get in divine alignment, you are headed somewhere awesome. And so that's what I want to do. I want to be aligned with what God is doing in this hour. Gracious God, I thank you and praise you for your goodness and your mercy. I bless you for the privilege of being able to come and to share this word with your people tonight. I ask that you would have your way speak to the hearts and minds of your people and I believe tonight that as you speak to us, our lives will never be the same. In the matchless name of Jesus, we pray, amen. Genesis uh, chapter 12, beginning at verse 1, it said, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation. And I will bless you, and I will make your name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless you, and curse them that curse you. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. We thank God tonight for the reading of his word. And I want to talk tonight about a faith walk, a faith walk. Uh, and, and this is the declaration that I'm making to the people of God, that in this hour, God is calling us to a faith walk. Amen. If you're going to get anywhere with God, it's a faith walk. If you're going to receive God's best, it is a faith walk. I'm here to tell you God's got great things for you uh, in store for you, but in order to lay hold of them, it's a faith walk. And so I want to talk about that uh, because as I uh, just mentioned, I started last week uh, on a teaching uh, and, and I want to continue in that vein uh, because God wants us to move forward. 
Uh, he wants us to move forward without looking back because he has planned to do for his people a new thing. Uh, you know, and I thank God because I do know the God uh, who can do it again. That if he healed you before, he can heal you again. If, if he opened the door before, he can do it again. If he breathed on a situation before, God can do it again. And I want to establish tonight that we serve a God who can do it again. But secondly, I want to tell you that not only do uh, we serve a God that can do it again, we serve a God who can do what has not been done before. I need you to understand that not only in this hour are we praying for the Lord to do it again, but we are to be in anticipation of the new things that the Lord wants to do in our lives. Some things God will not do again. Some things God will do anew. And I'm believing tonight, amen, that God will show his people great and mighty things that we know not of. Oh, yeah, I thank him for the healings that are coming again, the open doors that are coming again. Oh, but I'm also preparing myself to embrace the new things that the Lord wants to do. This is why we talk about a season of recalibration and a season of reset because God is bringing us into a place that some things are over, some things are done, some things we will not return to, some things will never be the same because God has purpose to do a new thing in the lives of his people. And you know, sometimes you got to discern in the spirit what you got to hit the gas on. Sometimes God wants you to just hit the gas and keep on going because he's got places that he wants you to reach that you've never been before. And so I want to talk tonight about this faith walk and I want to use for a model the life of a man uh, who we have come to know as the father of faith and his name is Abraham. So I want to first of all start off here uh, and I want to establish a, a, a couple of things because we're talking about faith tonight. We're talking about faith tonight as I move forward. Uh, I talked about last week uh, 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 moving forward and not looking back but when you move forward what does that look like? You move forward in faith. Oh, come on here. Uh, uh, this is important here because the people of God are being called to a faith walk with the Lord. We are being called to a faith walk with the Lord. And that is that every step we take should be made believing God. Uh, so I want to get this established tonight that we are in a faith walk. That if you're going to get anything great, you've got to get in the faith walk. That if you're going to get God's best for your life, you've got to engage in this faith walk. Now, Genesis 12 is where we're speaking from tonight, but I want to establish something here uh, concerning this faith walk because I want to tell you tonight that in every generation, God has always required his people to walk by faith. 
Come on, I know there, as we look from the old to the new covenant, the old testaments to the new, we see many things shifting. Jesus himself becomes the fulfillment of the law. We see in the old testament that there were blood sacrifices, that bulls and goats and turtle doves were being brought as sacrificial offerings for the sins of the people. But we see in the new testament, John uh, declares of Jesus. Behold the Lamb of God who taketh away the sins of the world. Lord, the sacrificial Lamb of the old covenant becomes fulfilled in Jesus who is the ultimate sacrifice for our sins. We know in the Old Testament that not only did they have uh, not only did they have blood sacrifices, but they had priests of the Levitical order that had to uh, offer the sacrifices on behalf of the people. And, and, and we see these priests going in, and especially the high priest who goes in once a year on the Day of Atonement to make sacrifices for the people. But the problem is uh, that he must first offer up a sacrifice for his own sin because he is and perfect priest but we see in the new covenant Jesus becoming a priest not after the order of Levi but after the order of Melchizedek that Jesus becomes a priest with no beginning or end he is our perfect high priest he fulfills the priesthood but, but, but this is something here, though we see uh, from the Old to the New Testament things shifting, there is one thing that does not shift from the Old to the New Testament, and it is this, the just shall live by faith. That all of the people of God of every generation have been called to walk with him by faith. And I'm here to tell you faith is no new concept for the people of God. Uh, in every generation, he has called his people to believe him. And so this is it here. The just shall live by faith. And I'm telling you tonight that saved folk ought to conduct their lives in such a way that trusting God is what we do. Yeah, yeah. Saved folk ought to conduct their lives by trusting God. Now, now, God then calls his people to faith without faith according to Hebrews 11 and 6. It is impossible to please God. So, so this is something here because a life of faith is, is a life of consistent reliance on God. Why is God calling us to faith? Because faith is one of the demonstrations of our reliance on him. God wants his people to depend on him come on here so so we humble ourselves before the Lord when we depend on him so so God is not pleased when we live our lives without depending on him now this is beautiful to me because uh, when you talk about depending on God you're talking about somebody who is dependable have you ever tried to depend on somebody that kept letting you down over and over and over again? But, but I'm telling you this, when you depend on God, he is good for his word. When you depend on God, whatever he told you he would do, he's God enough to bring it to pass. When you depend on God, he always comes through. 
So this is it here that the God is not pleased when we live a life that does not depend on him. So, so this is important because I know that in this hour uh, that, that we want God to include us in, 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 in what he is doing. And I know I want to be included. But, but you know what I found out? Sometimes we ask God not to do it without us when in truth the real issue is that we have the tendency to do it without him. Come on. See, we are asking the Lord, Lord, please don't do it without me. Lord, don't do it without me. And God is saying to us on the other end that I don't want you to try to do life without me. Come on, because the best life that is lived by the people of God is to be lived depending on God. So, so this is it here. We then are called to a place of faith. Uh, and 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 God wants to use us to do his will mightily in the earth and you know what I found out God has no desire to leave his children out of his plan come on here he wants to use us to do his bidding in the earth I'm so glad that God has no plan to leave me out Come on, I just want to make sure I'm not leaving him out. I want to make sure I'm acknowledging him in all of my ways so that I can move in the flow of his spirit. Now, this is the second thing that I want to tell you tonight before we get into the lessons of the day, and that is that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That, that, that in every generation, when people have believed God, they have come into a reward. Come on. You, 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 you can't believe God and don't get paid. You can't believe God and not come into a reward. And that is why the, the, the Hebrew writer tells the people, do not cast away your confidence. That word confidence in the Greek denotes bold faith. Do not put away your bold faith because it has great recompense of reward. The devil knows that if you continue to in a bold way believe God and you do not back up, you're going to be blessed on the account of it. Come on here, faith that does not back up on God will always be rewarded. Faith that keeps pressing on in God will always be paid. Let me tell you something. If you operate in faith, God can do something fantastic. And this is what I'm telling you today, that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That is, when you follow after God to know his will and to walk according to it by faith, he always brings you into a reward come on God what do you want me to do he wants me to be a seeker come on here seeking his way seeking to know what he wants in every situation so that I can walk according to his plan and get rewarded so this is it here God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him God wants us to live our lives trusting in him clinging to him and relying on him. That's what biblical faith looks like. Biblical faith trusts in God. It clings to God. 
and it relies on God. I, I'm going to say that again. I said biblical faith, it trusts in God. It clings to God and it relies on God. Biblical faith is all about God. Come on, and when you understand that, you begin to see mighty things unfold in your life. What must I do? I want to follow God by trusting in him, clinging to him, and relying on him. Because it takes faith to consistently follow God. I want to in this hour head in the direction that God wants me to go and I want to have what God wants me to have. You know a lot of people giving a whole lot of this and that about what you ought to be doing but in this hour you got to tune in to what God is saying. You got to be intentional about, about uh, uh, dismissing the noise and tuning in to what God is saying. So, so this is it here. I want to look then at Genesis chapter 12 and I want to draft uh, several lessons from the text tonight that I believe will be a blessing to the people of God. Genesis chapter 12. Number one, as we look at the text, I want to first say, this is number one, that God has a purpose for your life irrespective of your past. God has a purpose for your life irrespective of your past. Let me say that one more time. God has a purpose for your life irrespective of your past. I want to look at this in the text here because Abraham is a prosperous businessman who is no doubt well known to many people. He is married to his wife Sarah who is uh, uh, without child. They have no children and as far as we know from the text, Abraham is not looking for God at all. Come on, have you ever been in that place? Well, you really weren't searching out at all. Yet God came in and interrupted your program. Oh, yeah, God can come in, I'm telling you, and interrupt your program. When you think you're doing something, God knows how to step in and interrupt your program. And I don't know about you, I'm glad that God stepped in and interrupted my program. Because you know what I found out? God can do more with your life than you can. This is beautiful here. Uh, prosperous businessman no children he's not looking for God but let us note today what God does for Abraham uh, uh, Abraham comes from a people and a culture that is deep in wickedness and idolatry Abraham was born an idol worshiper. His father, Tira, uh, was a professional maker of idols. His whole family worshiped idols and made idols with their own hands. See, see, this is something here because most people would say a man like this wouldn't qualify to be the father of faith. 
Abraham, I'm telling you, I love his life because God told him that he would bless him and through him all of the nations of the earth would be blessed and look at the legacy that he leaves because still here, thousand years later, we are still talking about Abraham. Come on. This shows you the power of God. He had been an idol worshiper, making idols in uh, 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 his father's house. And, and there is not even the slightest hint in the text that Abraham was looking for God. Born an idol worshiper. His father being a professional idol maker. And, and, and we see this here in the text. Come on, that, 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 that as far as we know, he is not even interested in God. But, 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 but look here, because this is what I want to tell you tonight. I said that God has a purpose for your life irrespective of your past. This is where you ought to praise him tonight. I'm so glad that God didn't let my past cancel my purpose. Come on, who am I talking to tonight who's listening to me? You, you, you hadn't done everything right and you know you missed it. And I said Sunday, some of us missed the mark by a long ways. But I'm so glad that God didn't hold it against my life. That he didn't let my past cancel out my purpose. Oh, yeah, I bless him for that. See, see, God finds Abraham while he's still an idolater and, and living in pagan culture. Even while Abraham is not looking for God, God comes after him. And I'm so glad that God doesn't allow our past to cancel our purpose. See, see, this is what I love about God. God's purpose will override our past. This is why we got to be careful. God is not stuck on where you have been. He's more, he's far more interested in where you're going. Hallelujah. I'm glad. Come on. That God is not holding against us where we've been. He's far more interested in where we're going. As a matter of fact, come on here. Where you've been is not an issue. God is more concerned about where he wants to take you. Come on here. You've been through a whole lot of stuff, but God still has a future with your name on it. Your failures. Don't have to define your future. That's what the life of Abraham teaches me, that your failures don't have to define your future. That God can take somebody with an ugly past and give them an awesome purpose. Ain't God all right? This is beautiful. He's a mighty God. I said he can take somebody with an ugly past and give them an awesome purpose. <coughs> So this is it because the text then shows us the grace of God at work. God chose Abraham. And today our praise is in order because God chose us. You know, sometimes I think uh, that, that, that we, we forget that God did the choosing. 
come on. You know, sometimes people start feeling themselves, talking about how great they are and what they got going on. And Jesus reminds the disciples in John 15 and 16 that you didn't choose me. I chose you. It was me that came after you. Come on. This is beautiful here because we've got to always keep it in mind when we're doing ministry that we were God's choice. Come on here. That it was God that did the choosing. That God will choose what men refuse. Come on, that, that God can, 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 can do something unusual with the very one that they declared unusable. Ain't that like God? He can do the unusual with those that they declared unusable. Come on. See, 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 this is what I found out. Uh, uh, we've got to stop trying to determine who deserves to be used by God. Because the truth is, none of us do. Come on. Come on. I know I don't deserve all of God's goodness. That's why they call it grace. And I'm so glad that I'm a beneficiary of God's grace. Oh, I know people talk about how they pull themselves up by their own bootstraps and how they've got this and that and how smart they were. But I am unapologetically a grace case tonight. It was God's grace that brought me safe thus far. Now, the other thing is, that Abraham didn't go searching for God. God went after him. That God loves us so much that he'll come after us. That even in our worst state, God desires to save us. Look at God. Every born again believer then is a beneficiary of the divine pursuit. That God came after me. I appreciate those texts in the Holy Writ where people seek Jesus out and find him. The woman with the issue of blood hears that Jesus is passing by and she, she, she goes in the press and makes up in her mind that if I could but grab the hem of his garment, if I could hold on to but the hem of his garment, that I will be made whole. And I appreciate texts like Bartimaeus, where Bartimaeus hears that Jesus is coming and he 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 goes to hollering out, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Those are beautiful texts. Oh, when 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 you read and see how men pursue God and men and go after God and God blesses them but you know the text that really blesses me the text that really blesses me is the woman at the well because she shows you a whole different perspective where you look at the woman with the issue of blood who pursues the Lord now you see the flip side of that you see Jesus saying I must needs go through Samaria the Jews and the Samaritans don't have any dealing I don't usually go this way Jews don't usually go this way it's not even popular for me to be going this way but I got somebody that I got to meet I got 
got somebody that I got to see on the well at 12 o'clock in the day and so Jesus goes after the woman and he pursues her come on here and when Jesus gets finished pursuing her she has newfound purpose she drops her water pot come on she, 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 she does not focus on why she came to the well when she meets the savior she drops her water pot and goes running into the city saying come see a man that told me everything that I've ever done is this not the Christ come on it is a beautiful text of how God pursues man this is what blesses me today that God comes after us God came after us come on here what is that story about Jesus coming through 42 generation when man could not get to God God came to man God comes to man in the person of Jesus Christ God came after us we are the beneficiaries of a divine pursuit and that's why Paul said I want to apprehend that for which I am apprehended God came after me and caught me and the God that caught me now I want to run after him oh but the greatest love story is how God in Jesus Christ pursued man that's love so number one tonight I want you to get that that God's purpose for your life that God has a purpose for your life <coughs> irrespective of your past but number two faith recognizes the importance of God's word come on what I'm telling you tonight is that it's a faith walk Come on, now, now I want to look at the face of faith. It is a faith walk. These are lessons that come from Genesis chapter 12. And I said, number one, God has a purpose for you irrespective of your path. But, but number two, I want to I wanna show you something here that, that faith recognizes the importance of God's word. Come on, what is faith about? Faith Biblical faith has to do with God's word. Genuine faith always, always rests upon divine instructions. Come on here. Come on. What, what, am I, what am I believing? What am I doing? God initiates this thing. God gives a word. God gives a declaration. God tells me to do something. Come on here. That, that faith must be grounded in God's word. Come on. Faith is not just something that you know pops up in your head. Faith is not human agenda. Faith is not a, a man-made ambition. Faith is following the word of the Lord as it has been directed towards your life. I need you to get this here. So, genuine faith rest upon divine instruction biblical faith always rests upon what God says this is something here I'm not I'm not just 
saying I got faith because I woke up and I, 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 I thought up something great. No, no. Biblical faith represent, uh, rests upon divine instruction. Come on, biblical faith is grounded in God's plan, not selfish agenda, not human ambition. Biblical faith is always grounded in a word from God. Come on, God tells you to do something and you obey him. It's counted unto you as faith. Come on. Because Abraham believed God. That's why we're talking about him as the father of faith. God gave him an instruction and he followed it. Come on. When God told him to sacrifice his son, he obeyed him. Come on. This is something here. Because faith is grounded in God's word. Biblical faith is always grounded in God's word. So, so this is something here because I want the people of God to see it, that, that, that we as the people of God must then familiarize ourselves with God's word so that we can be in tune with his voice. Come on, why, why are so many people, uh, why are so many people constantly uh, uh, coming to church and listening uh, 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 to all of uh, the things that are being said and then constantly being deceived? Come on, we got we to gotta be able to, to properly discern what's uh, 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 the voice of the Lord. We got we to gotta properly discern the voice of the Lord and the way that you can properly discern the voice of the Lord is to get grounded in his word. Come on, because some of the stuff you hear, even if you just knew the Bible, you would know God ain't saying that. Come on, you'd be surprised at what uh, 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 being seasoned in the word can save you from. Come on here. A lot of people are being deceived because they're not seasoned in the word. You got to get seasoned in the word. And then, then you, won't, you won't be dragged by everything that people say. So we need to stay in tune with God's voice. How else do we do that? Through prayer, through worship. Come on, uh, through spending time with him, you get familiar. When you go talk to God and let God talk back to you, then you get familiar with his voice. You get familiar with the voice of God when you hang out with him. Come on. So through prayer and worship, God impresses things upon your spirit. But, but I want you to get this because... The word of God is important. And, and you know, you got to decipher God's word from your own. Come on, because you, you know, sometimes we want something really, really bad. And because we want to do something really, really bad, we make it God. Or, or we want something really, really bad and, 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 and ambition gets in the way. And then we said, God said it. Come on, just because you want it really bad, don't make it God. That's, that's something good tonight. I want you to grab. I said, just because you want it really bad does not make it God. So, so this is something, because there are no substitutes for a word from God. Come on. So, so, so God knows how to reach each of us and leave us with doubt, without a doubt that it's him. Isn't it amazing? That God knows how to speak to you in such a way you'll know it's God. 
As I read through the Holy Writ, I see God speaking to many people and dealing with them. And when he gets finished with them, most of them, I, and the only exception I can think of tonight is Samuel, who was trying to figure out who was talking to him. But but in, in, in most of the text of the Holy Writ, God revealed himself to people in such a way when he got finished talking, they had no doubt it was him. God knows how to introduce himself in such a way, come on here, that you won't have to doubt whether it's him. This is something here. I love it. We are living in an hour where we got to be real careful because uh, we're living in an hour where people are comfortable saying the Lord said. One of the most, and, and I, every time I say this, I get in some trouble, but I don't stop saying it. You know, I only get in trouble with people who abuse it. But one of the most abused phrases of this church generation is the Lord said, the Lord told me. Come on, that's one of the most abused phrases of this church generation, the Lord said. But this is what I'm telling you tonight. Let us be ever so careful about how we attach, attach God's name to something. Come on. Let's don't say God said something that God ain't said. Come on. Let's bring the honor back to God's name. Come on here. And we do that by not just frivolous with, with a frivolously saying that God said something that we know he didn't. Come on. So, so this is important here that, that, that I want to make sure uh, uh, that, that, that I, I, I know the word of God so that I can know the voice of God. Come on. So everybody's saying, thus saith the Lord ain't speaking by the spirit. So this is it right here. I don't know about you. I'm at a point in my life that I need to hear what God is saying. Come on. I do not take lightly the words of the Lord. I need them to live. Man does not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. See, I can't properly manage without what comes from God's mouth. Come on here. Give me a word. Because I can't successfully maneuver without what comes from God's mouth. I need God's word. Human reasoning can't help now. Man-made agendas will not do now. Worldly wisdom will not suffice. I need the word of God. Because when you got a word from God, you got a sure foundation. Oh, somebody grab this tonight. I'm telling you what a faith walk looks like. It's a faith walk. And you can walk it out when you know you have divine instruction. Baby, a word from God will transform your life. A word from God will work wonders in your life. When you got a word from God, you are headed towards success. Come on, this is what I need you to get here. I, I want the word of God. I want the word of God. And I'm in an hour in my life now where I can't just uh, fill my ears with anything. I need something stable. I need something solid because everything in the world seems to be falling out. Come on here and, 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 and appearing to be unstable. Oh, but there is a place of stability. The grass wither. The flowers fade. But the word of the Lord will stand forever. Like 
like silver being tried seven times by the furnace. The word of God is pure and true. It's a faith walk. And so I must be grounded in the word of the Lord. But not only that, number three, faith also involves being led by God's spirit. Faith also involves being led by God's spirit. So number two, we talked about faith, recognizing the importance of God's word. But now number three, faith involves letting God's spirit lead our way. Romans 8 and 14, they who are led by the spirit of God are the sons of God. See, God wants to bring Abraham into a land that he will show him. God wants to lead Abraham's way. Look at here in the text. And the Lord says to him, I want you to get out of your country. Get from around your kindred. Get out of your father's house unto a land that I will show you. There is a place I want you to get, but you can't get there by yourself. There's a place I want to take you, but you can't travel there on your own. See, baby, what God has for you is going to take divine leadership. You've got to let his spirit lead the way. God has given you the Holy goes God has given you his spirit to indwell you so that he can lead your life oh come on here and hear what I'm saying here and God is saying in this hour I'm going to bring you Abraham uh, to a land amen praise God that I'm going to show you I want to lead the way see, see, see this is something here God wants you to follow him in whatever he has told you to do see, see this is what I love about the text God tells Abraham I'm going to bring you to a land that I will show you it denotes that God wants to lead the way and what an honor it is for God to invite you on a walk come on here see baby I'm here to tell you when you walk by faith come on here you have accepted God's invitation come on here to, 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 to go to a greater place than where you presently stand oh I love this because God uh, invites invited Abraham to go on a walk but God tells him you can't get there on your own you can't walk to the plain to the places I have for you unless I'm directing unless I'm leading you unless I'm holding your hand who in here listening to me in the virtual sanctuary has made up in your mind God I want you to lead my way I know that you've got great things for me but you know what I understand I can't do this on my own. See, whenever God invites you for a walk, you got to let him lead the way. Come on here. This is what I'm talking about tonight. It is a faith walk. And the same God who delivered you also wants to direct you. Come on here. I know we think that we know the way, but we need the spirit's wisdom. Come on here. Have you ever thought you just knew of a place so well? Come on here. And you uh, uh, 
just got yourself all caught up and then when you got on the path and made one wrong turn you discovered you didn't know it as good as what you thought you knew it and God said that many of us that think we know the way but tell them tonight they need the spirit's wisdom we need the spirit's wisdom we don't know what way to go we need the spirit's wisdom come on here see see where we are being called to we can get there on our own wisdom we need the wisdom of the Holy Ghost see see God wants us to follow his leading because after God has delivered your life he also wants to direct your life see see God does not just want us doing stuff without his direction God wants us to acknowledge him in all of our ways and he will direct our path he'll make our path straight come on see see seek to know the will of God in all things come on you know what the word there in the Hebrew is acknowledge God in all your ways that word acknowledge is to seek to know the will of God in all your ways Come on, I want to know the will of God in this. I won't just be doing stuff. I want to, God, what is your will in this? Acknowledge the Lord in all your ways and he will direct your path. Look at this. So, so if, if, if we seek to know the will of God in all things, it'll save us from so much trouble. Time is wasted. When we move without God's wisdom. Come on, how many of you know? I know, I know. Time gets wasted when we move without God's wisdom. Come on. See, see, the Spirit of God will always lead us into the application of the Word of God. The Spirit of God and the Word of God hang tight. They are inseparable. Come on. You know what I love about the spirit of the Lord and the word of the Lord? The spirit of God and the word of God never have any disagreements. Come on here. They are always on perfect accord. Come on. Spirit of God and the word of God never have a falling out. They always agree. Come on. Because see, the leadership of the spirit calls us to walk by faith it's a faith walk it's a faith walk that's why God has given us the Holy Spirit he will lead us and guide us into all truth the spirit of God will keep us from falling into deception he will help to strengthen us so that we can keep walking by faith <clears throat> the feelings sometimes get in the way but the spirit of God will keep us walking by faith but number four, I want to say this, that the object of biblical faith is God. The object of biblical faith is God. Abraham, I want you to leave your father's house and I want you to come to a land that I will show you. Come on now, it's, it's a, God saying, I'm going to do this. I'm going to show it to you. Now, if you drop everything, you got to have faith in me. 
Come on. Because biblical faith has God as its object. Come on. Have faith in God. Mark 11 and 22, Jesus said, have faith in God. Now, now I know this is a hard concept for us because this church age now has just allowed everything to come in and we, you know, just if it sounds good, we follow it, you know, whatever. But, but the object of biblical faith is God. Our faith must not rest in ourselves. It must rest in God. Let me say that again. Our faith, the faith of the saints, must not rest in ourselves. It must rest in God. Have faith in God. I know, I know, I know, biblical faith is not a call to believe in yourself. Come on, I just know we go, you know, believing in yourself, believe. You. I mean, look, biblical faith is not a call to believe in yourself. It is a call to put your trust in God. Because you know what I found out? I need my trust in God because it'll help me to get where self came. Come on now. Let me, let me tell you something. If all you have faith in is yourself, you in real trouble. Come on. You know how you are. Come on, sometimes you don't feel like it. Sometimes you won't do it. All of us get flimsy on some days. I need something besides myself. Come on, that's why God says, have faith in me. Come on. See, see, th this is something here because human strength can accomplish a lot. I'll admit that. You know that from looking at what they did at the Tower of Babel how they build up into the heavens. Man, in his wisdom, can accomplish some great things, but none of it can equal what God's strength can do in your life. Let me, let me tell you something. Our faith must rest firmly upon the true and the living God. Come on. It is, it is that God becomes the foundation of our faith. He that cometh to uh, 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 the Lord must believe that he is the eternal isness of God. Come on, that God has always been, that God exists. Come on, we must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. He's, he's, he's God. God is unstoppable and he can do the impossible. This is something here. So, so we, we need God to direct our way. The, the, this is important here. So, so, so God, I need to hear from you because that's what faith is all about. But this is it here. That, 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 that uh, Number five, uh, that many times faith requires that we give up something to gain something. To gain something better. That many times, faith will require that you give up something to gain something better. Look what the Lord tells them. Leave your country. Look at what he says here. Get out from your country, out from your kindred, out from your father's house unto a land that I will show you. Isn't this something here? Because Abraham was stuck. And God wants us unstuck. See, see, I, I thank God for not letting me settle. 
How many of you had God not really come into your life and shown you something better that, that you would have settled? Come on, that when you look at where you are right now, you, you, you know, it could have been another way. But God called you out, even sometime called out from among your family so you could be an example to the rest of them of what can be accomplished. I'm so glad that God didn't let me settle. Come on, this is something here. God wants you unstuck. Come on, God wants to move you from being average so that you can experience something awesome. Come on here. Isn't it something how God can move you from average to awesome? Average so that you can experience something awesome? Come on here. I praise him and thank him that God didn't let me just stay in a place. And you know what? This is what the enemy wants in this hour. When we're trying to reset and recalibrate God, uh, uh, the enemy wants you stuck in old stuff. God wants you unstuck. The enemy wants you unstuck uh, in old programs, old, old behaviors, old patterns, old mindset. Oh, but in order to follow God, you got to be able to sometimes give up what is familiar to you so you can follow him. Come on. Some people don't progress because they're comfortable hanging out in average. Because they're comfortable with certain things. They're not willing to step out and do anything greater, do anything larger. And God is calling us up from where we are. God wants you unstuck. Come on. Some things are familiar, but they don't inspire faith in you. And that's what God is talking about. His, his, his kindred and his country and all of that, they, they weren't inspiring faith in Abraham. Come on here. And you know what? That's why you need in your circle people that can help to inspire faith in you. Come on. That's why you can't hang out with everybody and be around all kinds of negativity because what God is doing in this hour, you've got to be careful who you allow to speak into your life. Come on here. Get where you can be under faith, where you can hear faith, where faith is taught, where faith is walked. This is important here. I'm telling you, being under the word of God, being in a house which that's teaching the word of God and giving you the principles of God. Come on here. There is nothing that can compare to that. Amen. Praise God. Don't let the enemy fool you. Stop following after what looks good. Stop following after the smoke. Because that I'm telling you, when all of that clears up, you got to understand it's a faith wall. And if you're going to get what God has for you, it's a faith wall. If you're going to go into the grave, a place it's a faith wall if you're going to embrace new levels of ministry it's a faith wall if you're going to see the hand of God in operation it's a faith wall you know and see that's where I am in this hour I'm not looking for church as usual I'm not looking for things as usual I'm asking God amen praise God to take me into the places that he has ordained for my life come on here and I know that's a greater place come on here but you know what if you're going to go to greater come 
come on here. You can't see, be stuck on old program. You can't be stuck in old mindset. You can't be stuck in traditions and things that do not inspire faith in you. God wants to take you somewhere. Come on here. And what you got to know is that God wants you unstuck. Come on here. That, that, that God is resetting some things. Come on here. Because he wants to bring you into a whole new place. Come on here. God wants to touch you and bring you up from where you are to things that you have never seen before. God's got great things in store for you. Come on here. But you can't let the enemy convince you to stay stuck. Come on here. This is what I'm telling you. God will not leave you where he found you. When God chooses you, he'll call you out. Oh, come on here. This is what I praise God for. There's some places I'd still be stuck if God didn't call me out. He said to Abraham, get out. If it's not inspiring faith, get out. If it's not helping you to serve and to seek after God, get out. Stop wasting your time in things that are not promoting your faith in God. He said, get out of them. Get out of your country. Get from around that idolatry. Get, get, get from around things that are not feeding your spirit and helping you to advance in faith. Come on here. This is what I'm telling you this hour. You've got to mind the company you keep. Come on in your circle. You need some faith people. You need some people that want to go up in God. I'm resetting and I need some people around me that's, that's going to embrace the reset. God's got new things in store for me and I can't stay here. Oh, come on here. Come on here. I thank God. Come on here for where he's taken me. Come on here. But you do not. You do not build a house where God only intended for you to put up a tent. Come on here. See, sometimes we try to make something. Come on here. A stable that ain't stable. God wants to take us into a fresh place. Into a new place. And look at what God said. I want you unstuck. Come on here. You know what? I want you unstuck because what I have for you is going to bless your life. God is calling you out. Calling you out of sin. Calling you out of wickedness. Calling you out of bad behavior. Calling you out of bad influences. Paul tells the church at Corinth come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord and touch not the unclean thing. Come on, say God wants me unstuck I want to come out of it and I want to do what he says in Galatians 5 and 1 stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made me free and be not entangled again in the yoke of bondage See, the church does well with the message, hold on and hold out. I heard that ever since I've been a child, and I love it because you do need to learn how to hold on. Uh, it's appropriate uh, to have tenacity to hold on to your faith along this journey because it is a faith walk, and you need to hold out. Come on here. It, it, it encourages us, us to have endurance. But, but, but let me tell you something, saints. You're not just called to hold on and called to hold out. Sometimes God wants to anoint you to let go. 
go because there's some things you're holding on to that are not good for you sometimes God wants to anoint you to let go because there's some things that are dragging you that you can't allow come on here things draining you things taken away come on here from you that God has not ordained in your life but baby it's a faith war come on here and never get comfortable with things that that, that try to drain you from having faith in God come on here see, see I need to be around the place that God is calling me to look 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 here come on the, the saints of God have got to be understand you are not just anointed to hold on and hold out you are anointed to walk away from some stuff you are anointed to drop some stuff if it hinders you let it go if it hurts your witness let it go if it challenges your purpose let it go come on here you my friend I'm not just called to hold on you are anointed when it's appropriate to let go somebody give God a shout right there there is a level in God that you can't experience till you come out of some things yeah I said that there is a level in God that you can't experience till you come out of some things see see when you refuse to let go of what God is telling you to let go you limit what you can receive come on here baby God is dropping all fresh packages but you can't get them hanging out in old places come on here somebody praise him right there the drop off come on here is coming to those who get where God is calling us to get see you got to trust God so you can release some things somebody give him praise right there come on here you may not like everything the Lord is saying I know that bothered Abraham to have to leave some stuff you may not like everything that God is saying but baby you better listen to what God is saying somebody praise him and you got to follow God even when you're not feeling what he's telling you to do I wish I had somebody here because see that's where people get it mixed up at and we listen to a whole lot of stuff sometimes you got to obey God and your desire got to catch up later come on here I said sometimes you got to obey God and your desire got to catch up later sometimes you don't want to do everything God tells you come on here but you better obey him come on here Naaman didn't want to dip in the muddy Jordan but the only way he could get his skin cleaned was that he obeyed God and that's what brings me to number six that the key to unlock the blessing in your life is obedience except the key to unlock the blessing in your life is called obedience Abraham is called to obey God come on here and that's why I tell you you got to follow God even when you ain't feeling it come on here cause God wants to bless you but you got to obey him obedience is the pathway to the blessing come on somebody said how you know you're gonna be blessed because I intend 
to obey God. There's a blessing that comes from obedience that you can't get nowhere else. I need somebody to grab that right there. See, obedience is the sure path to the blessing. And I love it because God said, I will bless you. Oh, come on here. God puts himself on the line to bless those that follow him in obedience. God signs himself up. Come on here. God obligates himself to bless those who obey his command. Somebody give him praise right there. Come on. If you want to be blessed, you got to get on the highway. Let the blessings hang out. Obedience highway is where the blessings hang out. Somebody give him praise. Stop stressing and start obeying. God said walk with me and I'll give it to you walk in the place that I'll show you come on here and I'll do something mighty in your life somebody give him praise somebody give him honor somebody give him glory right there God says this and this is the last one number seven walking by faith is God's invitation to something greater what is God doing he said I want to bring you into a new thing see and you know when it's new it's hard for you to navigate so so I'm going to bring you into something that you're not so familiar with but you're going to be glad you came come on God is not going to disappoint baby God wants to bring you to a greater place. I want you to come where I'm showing you. I have something new for you. I have something fresh for you. God says, I have your path, path mapped out. Stop putting your life and your destiny in people's hands. They can't get you there. Come on. We're living in a day now. People are just running behind the coattails of everybody they deem to be great. Baby, I'm telling you, you better plant your eyes on the Lord. He says, trust me and I'll show you. I know the way. There is a place for you in God. And let me tell you something. There is a place that if you obey, the enemy can't keep you out of it. If you keep walking by faith with me, the Lord said, they can't keep you out of it. If you stay under my word, they can't keep you out of it. I've got something greater than you have. And the Lord said to Abraham, I want you to follow me. I'm going to take you to a place. I'm going to show it to you. And guess what is better than where you have been? I know you've experienced a lot of good, but I'm going to do something better for you. You ain't seen nothing yet where you've been in no way compares to the place God has prepared for you. God said, I am not haphazard. I am not frivolous in my dealers. Come on, I'm going to take you somewhere. You don't even know. You don't know exactly where you're going, but I know. And I'm going to take you there. I'm going to multiply you there. Your walk with God is never in vain. It's a faith walk. I'm going to bring something great out of you. I'm going to take 
take you into a place that you've never seen before. I'm going to bless you in ways you've never experienced before. And God said, I'm going to cause you to produce. I'm going to cause you to bring forth stuff that has never worked for you. I'm going to supernaturally make it work. I'm going to cause doors to open. Things that you never thought would happen. God says, I'll make them happen because your obedience will unlock blessings that will impact the rest of your life. Your obedience will set off things in your bloodline that will affect generations. Somebody hear what I'm saying here. The call of God is a call to greater. But it's a faith walk. If you're going to come into it, it's a faith walk. Come on. That God promises Abraham a greater place. Come on. If you give it up for God, he's got something greater. God never wanted you to settle for average anyway. You're his. He wants to bless your life in ways you never thought possible. But you know what? If you're going to get it, it's a faith walk. Here I am in reset season. And I'm saying, God, I need you to guide me in the places that you want me to go. And he says, I'll take you there. It's a faith walk. God is calling you higher, but you can only ascend to that place by faith. Foxes have their holes. The birds of the air have their nests. But the son of man have nowhere to lay his head. And God says in this hour, what I want from you is availability. Are you still available to God in this hour? This is what God wants and I'm done. Availability. God wants availability. He says, I'm going to take you to a greater place, but I got to show you. Isn't this something that God would invite a man on a walk, tell him to leave his kindred and his country and all that stuff, all that stuff that ain't good for him? Because sometimes people miss these kind of things. When we start talking about the text, they, they, they miss things and you start, you, you, you hold on to stuff you ought to walk away from and then things that are helping you, you the enemy wants to disconnect you from the, the wrong things. Come on here. But things that don't benefit you, that ain't helping you, ain't helping you to advance in God, ain't helping you to grow. Look, this is it. God says to him, I'm taking you to a place that I'm going to show you. Isn't it amazing that God wants him to leave all his stuff to a place that God didn't even give him details about? God didn't even tell him where he was going. Because sometimes... Walking by faith, you don't get all the details. Come on, but when God doesn't give you the details, can you still give him a yes? I said, when God does not give you all of the details, can you still give him a yes? Are you still available to God when God doesn't give you all of the details? Come on, even when I don't fully know where God has taken me, I'm determined to trust him. It's a faith walk. See him, this is it. God says, 
I got a place for you. You don't have all of the instructions. You know what I found out? Some things God reveals one step of obedience at a time. Yes, God wants your yes. And God wants you to give him an unconditional yes. I said God deserves an unconditional yes. Come on. Because even when I don't have the details, I know that he knows what he's doing. And I trust him even when he's not giving me all of the information. Sometimes you want more information than what God is going to reveal. But the Bible says of those uh, 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 10 lepers, as they went, they were healed. And that's what I'm telling you tonight. As you continue to take steps of obedience, God's going to reveal himself in your life in a mighty way. And this is what I'm telling you. Even when you don't understand it, trust God because it's a faith walk. May God tonight reward your faith. I'll deal with the rest of the text on next week. But I want you to take this word tonight and share it with somebody. This is reset and recalibration season. And God wants us to give him an unconditional yes. He's taking us somewhere greater. You may not have all of the details, but you can trust in the faithfulness of God because he who calls is faithful. I trust you, Lord. And when I don't know what else to do, I'm going to trust you some more. I want you to lift your hands tonight and praise God because it's a faith walk. Come on, give him tonight an unconditional yes. It's a faith walk. God, I don't know all of the details on where you're taking me, but God, I'm going to enjoy the walk with you. When God invites you on a walk, hallelujah, you will bless somebody. It's a faith walk. And I'm telling you, let him lead the way and you'll be glad you did. God bless you. Heaven smile upon you. Share the word of the Lord tonight. Share it, share it, share it. Get it out there. So much negativity going on throughout the airway. Share the word of the Lord tonight so that somebody can be blessed. Thank God for all of you joining us tonight. Bless all of our virtual family. Amen. We are looking forward. Amen. To going forth in the name of the Lord on the weekend. Join us again, amen, at the Contending for the Faith Church, Philippi Church, here. Join us as we go forth Sunday with the word of the Lord. God bless you. We love you tonight. It's a faith walk.